Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Len Testa, and today we're on Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Jim and I are going to be walking through all of Main Street today. We're going to be talking about what's going on. You can see Christmas decorations behind us. We're also going to be talking about what's happened in the parks recently and what's going to happen in the future. So come on along and join us. You'll see lots of interesting things at Main Street and around the park. Here we go. Jim, so we're we're in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we are on Main Street USA. Things are looking good here. Tell me uh, what's been going on lately on Main Street USA. One of the more interesting aspects is what's actually been postponed. If we look just to the, the left here, had things gone according to plan, we'd already see steel going up for the Main Street Theater, which Bob Chapek announced at the D23 Expo just last year. And this was going to be in place in time for the 50th anniversary for Giant Entertainment. And unfortunately, that project has been pushed back. Take a look. The, you can see the the yellow thing in the track there. The yellow in the where, track. Where oh, the yellow, the right faded yellow paint right there. Okay. All right. Literally, there is a, a cast member whose job is to go through every morning and grease the track for the, the, the trolley. And we'll see the trolley, too, coming up. There we go. But, yes, that that project has not been canceled. It's just been postponed. It's It's been pushed back. Beyond the 50th anniversary, we will eventually see a live theater venue with seating for 2,000 people. And this, uh, this is back over that way. Yeah, it's it's actually going to be built out behind Main Street in Tomorrowland. The blow-through walkway that yeah, you see used for Mickey's Very Merry and uh, Mickey's Not So Scary will be, at that point, formally turned into a really for real street. And... You know, hopefully that'll make life that much easier for parades and that sort of thing. What do you make of the um, change to Tony's Town Square as a uh, as an additional upcharge event during the Christmas parties now? We were in here the other evening. My friend Drew Taylor went and checked it out. And the hard reality is the modern Walt Disney World Resort is constantly looking for new revenue streams. And this is one of those new revenue streams. It's not necessarily going to damage the guest experience. But it's a chance to make more money without uh, with minimal disruption. That's it, exactly. So, And speaking of minimal disruption, if we want to turn back to actual Main Street here for a moment. All right, let's look down Main Street USA real quick. Okay, take a look at the way they're handling the reeds now. Oh, the reeds. Yeah, the, well, particularly the reeds that are hung from on high. We have arms. <laughs> on reeds. high, like they're, like they're coming down from heaven. All right. <laughs> but... Uh, Please notice that these reeds are being now hung from uh, an arm that sticks out over the roadway. Right, it's not the, uh, it's not the string of lights that it used to be uh, across Main Street. And there's two reasons for that. One of the big reasons is that you don't get that line of reeds that are disrupting the image of the castle, which makes it that much harder to sell that souvenir photo. Ah, yes. <laughs> and the other reason they, they do, entertainment asked them to do this is that they don't have to restrict the height of a float. Oh, right. So for, because uh, they're going to, uh, I've heard they're bringing back the Maleficent Dragon float as well for the parades. Yeah, and she'll only be blowing bubbles at this point, this but bubbles. what the hell. <laughs> anyway. All right, Jim, let's walk over to the, uh, the fire station. Sure, uh, sure, sure. It's been sure. a couple of years since um, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom has debuted. Mm -hmm. What does Disney make of it now? And what's going to happen in the future? It's interesting to me that, yes, they have, in fact, continued the program. You... You know, for example, they use an opportunity to create a new card which is introduced, at, again, at Mickey's Not So Scary and Mickey's Very Merry. 
but beyond that, it's just on life support. There hasn't been... There haven't been any new developments on it. They haven't uh, added any new games, anything well, like that. think about it. Wouldn't it have been a natural... Where's the <laughs> Ralph Breaks the Internet card? The obvious tie-in to promotional tie-ins. And right. this is Disney. I mean, you... Know, you you can't go into a hotel room here at the resort without being reminded about, oh, by the way, Mary Poppins Returns is coming out. I think Disney realizes that uh, the lead time needed for software development is now longer than they, uh, than they can anticipate. So it's not, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not easy enough for them to, to change the software. It's done its job. In fact, oh, look, somebody has dropped a, a... Jim is picking up a Sorcerer's of the Magic Kingdom card that has fallen. Jim, this could be worth a million dollars. Well, actually... It probably is, Lynn. It's the Orange Bird. Oh, it's the Orange Bird. <laughs> well, we Jim's retirement plan is set now. Okay, here we go, folks. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go through some of the Main Street shop windows. Mm-hmm. So these are these are animated now. It's, this is a, sort of like a Macy's Day, but on Main Street. So uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And these these windows, actually, Len, were created for the 1983 release of this featurette. Really? So, yeah, you know, uh, it's like, <laughs> you can kind of tell by the rudimentary animation. Um, but, yeah, Disney pulls them out every year, puts them in storage, repaints them, and then brings them out yet again. In a weird sort of way, people, you know, if they're not there, people miss them. That's one of the things that uh, that people look for. Yep. That's interesting. Have you noticed uh, that in the last week, my Disney experience has started making location-based promotions to you? Really? So Laurel was in the Magic Kingdom yesterday, and then yesterday afternoon when she was home at the apartment, she uh, she got a text saying, uh, a a My Disney Experience uh, alert saying, by the way, there are still uh, tickets available for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tonight. Well, and it's fascinating that you say that because my sister-in-law, Kathy Moore, we're down here at Disney, uh, having just done that, that fine-tuning event. And, you know, so it's just sort of like, oh, while you're there, you know, get me this item, get me this, that item. And, and literally the middle of Sunday afternoon, it's like, don't do anything, because I just went to, you know, shop Disney online, and the very same items were available, but for 25% off. <laughs> so, they know, Jim, they know, they know. I mean, just nuts. So we should acknowledge we are... The, you know, the, the, the white hot center of the changes that have been made at, uh, on Main Street, we are looking at... The white hot center of Main Street USA is Starbucks. There we go. I mean, you know, I know there, there were so many purists who were upset about it, but, you know, look at that lens. The line's out the door. The line's out the door. It gets uh, uh, from uh, TurningPlans.com readers. It's uh, above 90% satisfaction ratings. In some parks, like Hollywood Studios, it's literally the highest rated quick service restaurant in the park. Making money hand over fist. Like, we wish we had shovels that big, Jim. And the interesting thing, if you get to notice the, the two cast members standing by the door, one of them is holding a uh, Mickey-shaped cinnamon bun that's been drizzled with red and green sugar. <laughs> and it, the, it's, the, it's festive diabetes. <laughs> well, that's it exactly. You know, but, it, you know, suggestive selling. It, 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 it worked. Boy, did it work. Boy, know? did it work. So. What, uh, what do you make of the changes that Disney's introduced for better viewing of the uh, nighttime fireworks show. So I'm talking specifically about this garden area that we're coming up to on the left. Well, let's be honest. Remember when this was supposed to be fast pass driven and you'd reserve in advance and... Yeah, that lasted, what, six months, a year? If that. If that. Um, Now, mind you, this does work, but just not in the way I think Disney had anticipated. By creating these sort of concentric groups of circles, Mm -hmm. in fact, you know, (laughs) <laughs> For those of you from the New England area, you know the, the, 
the notion of how 128 and 90, uh, 495 circled Boston and allowed oh, yeah. you... <laughs> it's, it's the ring road. Yes, that's it exactly. You, you, they, they created it in a weird sort of way. It makes it that much easier when there's a, a parade, or for example, this past weekend, mm-hmm. uh, when they were, they were shooting the first of three, God help us, holiday specials here. Uh, you, you were able to get around through this area uh, where in years previous, you know, they would have just waved you somewhere else. Right. I remember uh, when Disney was filming the Christmas parade in years past, you would, they would basically shuttle you through either the shops on the other side or through a very narrow walkway on one of the sidewalks. But everything else was going to be uh, was taken up by, uh, by a pen of parade people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was fascinating to be in here on Saturday night where they had the temporary stage set up in front of the, the castle and... It, they were doing all sorts of special lighting treatments and, you know, in fact, they were warning cast members because they were shooting fireworks that look good on television as opposed to fireworks <laughs> that look good for the guests. Uh, they were going to close the perimeter road around the park. Oh, that's right. So that was the, uh, we, saw the, we saw the warnings. It was the 8th, 9th, and 12th. There we go. But yeah, just be aware, folks, for the next two and three weeks, there will be different production companies. In fact, what was fascinating, they directed us out backstage on uh, Saturday night and out behind Main Street uh, USA between Tomorrowland, they had set up this giant temporary catering tent that was, again, filled with people just like Glenn and I today who were wearing black because you know, <laughs> they're the ones who scurry around who make the talent from Preform look good. Exactly, so. exactly. All right, Jim, one last thing before we uh, finish up with uh, Main Street. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any plans to do any changes at uh, Crystal Palace? For a time, this was quite seriously considered for the Club 33 for the park. In fact, a friend of mine who's been a longtime waiter here came in one morning and it was just sort of like there were all sorts of executives with all sorts of measuring tapes. <laughs> to be honest, what drove the bus on that was one of the kind fireworks viewing. And they realized that they really couldn't take this away from families who had been going there forever. Right. So they defaulted over to just the edge of Adventureland. In fact, at this point, they basically completed the building, haven't they? Right, or? you can barely see the outline of it uh, mm-hmm. from there. Okay. But no, for now, the Crystal Palace is safe. There have been some discussions about whether or not they want to continue to do uh, Winnie the Pooh is the character there. Oh, really? What, would, what character would they put in? Christopher Robin came out this summer and didn't quite do the business that Disney thought. And the argument is that, yes, they, there was a point where uh, Mickey and Winnie the Pooh were basically tied for retail. And now it's kind of a different world. The, the princesses are doing ridiculously well. Likewise, Marvel, but of course, Marvel is problematic because of that master licensing gig agreement with, right. with Universal. So, you know, there have been some discussions about should we maybe look at different characters for here? Just across the way in Fantasyland now, right next door to the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, there's a dedicated uh, character meet and greet and photo op. So, right. the other issue is frankly, Pooh's kind of fat, and you know, <laughs> so when he's walking through the restaurant, it's one of these things, we get a slimmer character in here, make it easier for him to get between tables. All right, Jim, uh, let's uh, let's continue on into Adventureland, then we're going to wrap up this particular show. The next show will be on uh, Adventureland. How do you feel about uh, walking that way? Ooh, let's go. All right, folks, you've been uh, listening to the Disney Dish podcast with Jim Hill. Please go into iTunes and Stitcher or YouTube and rate the show and tell us what you would like to hear next. For Jim, this is Len. We will see you in Adventureland. <laughs> <laughs>